The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good, and the evil man, out of his evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation upon rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But he who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation, against which the stream broke, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. The Gospel of the Lord. So yesterday we were looking at the Uh, union that exists between the heart and the eyes or perception and how a distorted or a disordered heart can disorder the way in which we view not only God but everything else. And so we saw the example of uh, that stepping into the position of judge even though we might have a beam in our own eye as we focus on the splinter in someone else's eye. And so that inward distortion in the heart then produces a distorted lens by which we perceive But here we can also see that out of the treasure of the heart is also what comes out then, what is made manifest in our life, not only in our speech, but also in our deeds. The fruit that we bear will be directly linked to the state and the treasure of our heart. The fruit that eventually outplays itself out in our life will either be present or there will be no fruit in terms of how the Lord considers fruitfulness. Jesus said to his disciples, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. And he links this parable, if you will, to the next parable, which is the building of houses. What we can see is that all of us will build a house and all of us will dwell in the house that we build. St. Paul elaborates on this further in his letter to the Corinthians, where he says that it is God who builds, and we participate in that work, but we build on one foundation, which is Christ himself. And so the choice that exists for all of us is not whether or not we will build a house. It is not what materials we will use to build that house, It'll be human action and human activity that participates with God's activity. 
Our choice is only to do with the location and foundation. That's where all of us are free to choose. And we either choose Christ or we don't. The other option is simply not Christ, the absence of Christ. Sand and rock have the same, if you will, material constitution, the same material makeup. The difference between sand and rock is that rock is fused together. Sand is disunited, broken apart, dissipated. And so to choose not to build our foundation upon God himself is to choose not to build our foundation upon the one who unites everything, all creation, all existence. He is the central unifying factor and principle. He is the one who binds together. If we do not build upon God, we necessarily then will build upon things that are broken apart, unstable, unfounded, not deep, not solid. And so as in Matthew's gospel, when he elaborates even more on the persecutions or the struggles or the trials that come against the house, he says not only the river which overflows, but also the rain and the wind. Every life is the same. Every human life is subject to all of these types of trials and difficulties. Every life is subject to adversity. It is subject to temptation. It is subject to persecution. All of us endure this in our life. And yet, our standing against these things is dependent upon the foundation. Are we in Christ or are we not in Christ? The Lord here speaks about how we actually build on this foundation, which is that we hear his word and act upon it. That principal activity in the life of the church is here at the Mass. This is where we take Christ's words most seriously. This is where we live them out most truly. The Lord who speaks to us and says, this is my body, this is my blood. We take those words, we take them deep into our heart with love, and then in faith, we implement those in our life. When we receive the Lord in Holy Communion in faith and belief, we act out his words. We act upon them. In the same way that the word of God, when he takes flesh and becomes incarnate, he makes manifest the word of God himself. He makes manifest the Father. Every Christian life is called to do this to a certain degree. We are all called to become, if you will, an incarnation of the word. The Christian life should be a manifestation of the word of God in culture, in the world. To look at us and our activities should be a manifestation of God. That is what it is to bear fruit. Lastly, if we want to understand bearing fruit and fruitfulness, there's no, great, no greater elaboration on this than chapter 15 in John's Gospel where the Lord speaks about the necessity of abiding in him in order to bear fruit. All of us must be bear fruit. It is what we will be judged on when we stand before Christ. But in order to do that, it is not a work that he wants us to do on our own. It is a work that he does in us that he wants us to participate in. And lastly, in that chapter 15 of, his, of John's Gospel where it speaks about abiding in Christ,
we abide in him in three ways. He says, if you abide in me and I in you, you will bear fruit. So to abide in him is to have Christ himself in us, living in us. That is also true about his grace and his holy communion. He also says, if my words, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear fruit. So it's not just his presence. It is also about his word and the scriptures. They must also be embodied by us, lived by us. And lastly, in that chapter 15, he says, if you abide in me and my love abides in you. So not only Christ himself, not only his words, but also his love which is his spirit, the spirit of God, the love of God. And in these three ways, we abide in God and build that solid foundation. And then it is God who acts in us and we participate in that work and our life becomes fruitful and we stand against the storm, the rain and the wind because we are on the firm foundation of Christ. Amen.